this woman here that's speaking right now, I don't give a shit about being politically correct because I know my heart. have no qualms about being corrected if I'm saying something that is causing someone some sort of offense or whatever, because I don't carry offense. Mm -hmm. So if someone's speaking to me, which it has happened, people have spoke to me, forget they're speaking to me and will say something that is, uh, say a racial slur. And then all of a sudden like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm good. That's on you, honey. You got to carry that. You don't want to feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about it. You can't offend me because that's not mm-hmm. me. I'm not what you just said. So I don't carry that weight. So I'm, I'm, it's, it's whatever. But what I do know is that who you are behind closed doors. I was going to say, so in that situation where someone says something like that, is there something that shifts in you or changes? Not so much as, oh, you're a bad person and I'm upset, right. but in the way that you make yourself available to that person or the way that you sort of interact, well, not maybe well, not interact, but. No, well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't carry, I don't carry that weight. What I do is I've always been a person that just listens to understand. Mm-hmm. So when, just so I can understand a person, not for my own understanding, because I only have my own understanding. I can't understand to, to why someone would say that. All I know is, oh, okay, I'm listening to who you are as a person. So if you slip up and you say something, because I've slipped up and I've said things when I was younger, I, I said, I said, I remember I was in the car, um, with um with a friend of mine a very close friend of mine and um he was gay and he had just he just come out Mm. and I was driving and someone cut me off and um I said a like I said a slur and it was a homophobic slur but I don't Mm. even talk like that but it just came out of my mouth and I was Mm. like I've never said that word before and he was in the car and I was like (gasps) and I stopped myself and I was like Oh shit. I was like, you know, I didn't mean that. Right. I was like, I don't even know why I said that. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's okay. Cause he knows me. Right. He's like, that's okay. And I was like, mm, I don't know if that's really okay, but I just want you to know that I acknowledge that you're here. And even if you weren't here, mm-hmm. I would still have the same reaction. Like I would still like be You'd like, still be like, put off by what you yeah, just did. What I like what I just said, right? And I feel like when people say things like that in arenas where we're discussing race, where like kick girl, because let me tell you, I've been in a many a conversation where people forget that they're speaking to a black woman mm. and or they're around a black woman. And they say things and they catch themselves. And sometimes they don't when they don't catch themselves. I don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to say. Um, maybe somebody else might say something to them. I've had friends that have come to me privately um, because of their spouse. Right. They've said, I'm really sorry about what he said. Like, and I'm like, girl, you got to live with him. That ain't my, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't, <laughs> I'm, God, I'm not talking him. <laughs> right. God bless. I mean, I mean, you're the person that has to live with that. And I'm not even faulting you for that. I'm just saying if clearly, if you're this 
emotionally driven if, by that. Yeah, it's if you're upset about you. it, then it's right. an issue. You should, you don't talk to me about it. You should go talk to that person about it. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying is like, I don't really hold the weight. So when that happens, what shifts in me is just a listening ear is kind of like, let's just say, and it depends on who the person is. So let's just say you said it. Let's just say like we were together and you slipped up and you said something. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't change the way that I thought about you because... <sighs> I just don't see it so easy to just dismiss someone because they do something that is offensive or deemed offensive because that's what they call what they do cancel culture you're not allowed to do or say anything that that's outside of the safety right mm -hmm. so the idea is that you have to make me feel safe and so if you slip up, then it's like, I'm not creating a safe space for you. Mm. And I don't need you to do that. But what I do know is your heart. And that's all I can go by. And so if you, if you get upset or you find yourself in a situation where that word is coming out, I'm like, okay, well, firstly, I know that this person has been around other people in their lifetime or raised around other people people where that word was okay mm. so it tells me a lot about who you are and I'm just listening to understand so I'm just like oh wow you you actually talk, talk like this or you hear people talk like this in your everyday circle and you just caught yourself now I can't save you from that like that's your I, I mean I, I don't want to sit here and have a conversation with you about it but what I do know is that when I'm with my white friends and it has happened they feel more comfortable than I do and, and, and then it's like, I'm so sorry you had to hear that. And I'm just like, I, Jesus. It, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it, it's, you're the one that's uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable yeah. because you're ashamed and you carry guilt. I don't have any shame. I don't have any guilt because I, I, I my heart is good. So I, 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 you know, I'm okay to make a mistake. Yeah, I don't fault anybody. I don't fault no racist. I don't fault because you you are a product. We are a product of how we, you know, who who we all say shit behind closed doors and when in the comfort of our own space, you know, watching TV and commenting. We're human. We do shit like that. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I I really don't know how to answer that. Nothing. I don't think anything. I see beyond just what people say and what people do. And I move that way because if I just, if I judged everybody based on what they said and what they did, <clears throat> it would be too rigid. Mm. I think it's hard to, you know, we're living in a, in a, in a, a new time with technology. Yeah. And so we're all seeing, I mean, you know, you think of kids growing up today, it's like, they're seeing more people in their life, just in the first years of life on the internet than right. any of us ever saw or heard or interacted right. with right. In our entire lives. And so I think it gets tricky for people because they hear someone say something and they don't necessarily have that relationship with someone where they know their heart, Yeah. but they still feel connected to what they're making. And so I think that what you're saying um, is easily translatable to that in the sense of, first of all, it makes you, it should make you aware, hopefully 
that your actual relationship with the person that you're reacting to like if you're yeah. not you're not really friends they don't really know you and right. so it kind of gives you clarity on that but also that it really comes down to the trust or the to to know someone's heart comes from extended looking at their actions and what they're doing and if it continues or not and if right. they've learned prior, what they've learned yeah and prior and prior. To, prior to the incident right like mm-hmm. who have they been to you and all that other stuff and only you can make that that call but mm-hmm. i also think that um i'm just i'm just i'm not a really big fan of like um the mentality of like bullying people mm-hmm. like I can make fun of people because I pick at people all the time I pick at my family yeah. members so, or whatever. sometimes even being snarky though that it, it gets diluted a little bit where people will call something bullying when it's like no you're no, responding with this energy you're just being spoken to right. in a way that right. you're speaking right right exactly and so I don't see it as bullying because like I said I know my heart so if I'm I, I don't I don't wish harm on anyone, but I'm also allowed to be a human being. And I think what we've done in society is create this like pyramid of like the do's and don'ts and what it means to be a good person. And if you don't fit at the top tier, then you could possibly like if you and then it gives it gives people this idea that like, okay, well, if I reach the top tier of this pyramid, that then I'm good. Like I am the perfect type of person. Well, and then what know? happens is people then will like, as a, as a compliment will refer to you as like, oh, unproblematic, my unproblematic fave. And it's like yeah. that the first minute, whenever I hear someone say that, I'm like, you just set them up to be torn yeah. down from the top of whatever you just put them on. Yeah. Because the minute anyone hears someone's unproblematic or the pe- people that, that are on online that do have more of like a, yeah. a bullying sort of obsessive mentality, they're going to go and find anything they can to disprove That's, that because they're, they're desperate to bring down that ideal. That that's, that's the word though. So that's it's really the, the kiss of death. That's the word. It's the, it's the mentality because People have watered down words like trigger, problematic, mm-hmm. you know, they've watered these words down that t- to where anybody can say anything and all of a sudden it's pro- problematic or it's a trigger. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, that's not the meaning of what, what, what happened to being able to express. So mm-hmm. for instance, like if we're talking about freedom of speech, right? People are allowed to say whatever they want to say, mm. even me. So if I'm bullying someone because what they're saying that to me is problematic, I'm basically saying, well, they shouldn't be able to say that, which takes away their freedom of speech. And I'm not trying to do that. Say whatever you want to say. You know what I'm saying? Because shit happens. I think there's this idea. I wish I could explain it better than this, but there's this like breakdown of like, this is right and this is wrong. But who is making those decisions, right? And the question is what happens? So after that that decision's been made, what happens? Right. Like what? So it's just like you fuck up and then it's done forever. Like there's no, and and I know that there, listen, there are plenty of people who are like in this space that are trying to figure out like what it, what is accountability and like, what would that look like? Is there a process to deal with some of these things and what would they look like? 
but I do, the, the longer I've been on the internet, the more that, and I've experienced that feeling of hearing someone say something and I'm like, well, this is fucked up. And like, you know, yeah. wanting to push back against that. And what happens is it's like a decade later and that person's still doing what they're doing. So yeah. And even has doubled down now on not listening to anything. So there was an opportunity there where what I did know I could have shared. I right. could and, and and accepted that we might not we still might not agree, but at least I've come to you and I've given you a little bit more perspective or a little bit more understanding, and you can do with that what you want. Right, and that's only if that's only if you're trying to prove something, mm. and I'm never trying to prove something, so I'm I never come from this place of like oh that's wrong, and I'll tell you why it's wrong. Mm. Right, all I can say is I can talk about historical facts, which is what I do. I can say you know you know anytime I talk about like race, you know, because I always say like I really don't like getting into the discussion of race because people are so, and they as and I understand excuse me, I understand that, but there's such a sensitivity around race and politics and religion. And when I come, when I speak, I speak from a place of empathy, but also apathy. And my apathy helps me to be empathetic Mm. because I don't really hold on to any belief system. All I know is that I deserve to be in a space where I can just say how I feel and, 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 and I want that. So if I want that, I can be that for anybody else. Even if I think that what they're saying is something that I don't necessarily feel like, I don't, I, it's not about disagreeing or agreeing for me. It's not like, oh, I disagree with what you said, or I disagree with, I'm saying, oh, I hear what you're saying. Well, what about this point too, though? What about this? Don't you think this would be, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying it at, in, in, in trying to persuade someone. I'm saying it to understand them. Like, well, what do you think about this too? Right. And I think a lot of times when people have conversations, they're so focused in trying to persuade someone that they're incorrect which means you're not listening Mm. and then if you have two people doing that or a group of people doing that and there's one group doing this and nobody's actually really listening and so you just have a bunch of people on sides believing that their right is the right way and they're self-righteous about that. And so like, like, you know, you voted for Donald Trump, you're a horrible person. And it's just like, whoa. I mean, I've heard stories of people, families aren't talking to each other because they found out who someone voted for. And I'm just like, geez, like, where are we going to as a society where we can bully someone just for having a difference of opinion or a difference of like, or whatever, that's where we're moving to. Mm. And for me, I feel like that's a dangerous place. That is a very dictator kind of way of saying to someone, you can't think this because it's wrong. And if you think this way, then we're going to put you in this group and you're going to be chastised and you're going to be demonized because you think this way. And I think that's, even if it's against me, I I still think it's wrong. I think Mm. it's wrong. And, and I think that sometimes people get into, well, as long as they're not violent or as long as, but the thing is that no matter what we do, no matter what we think, no matter how we feel, people die through violence, through devastation, through, they die. The pandemic didn't choose a side. 
the coronavirus didn't choose a side. And I wish really people would wake that wake up to that. It didn't choose a side. Death's coming for us all. Mm. So it doesn't really matter if you think one group is more violent than the next group. All we can do in order to have peace is to understand the other side so that nobody feels ostracized, right? Because when you feel ostracized, that's when you get violent. That's when it becomes violent because you feel like the world's picking at me. The world's picking on us. Mm. Yeah. Right. So if I could sit in a room with a racist person and not feel threatened for my life, I, I speak to women sometimes and they're like, oh, when I get in a room with men, I get scared. And I'm just like, why? What are you scared of? Mm. What are you what are you scared of? Because if something were to happen, it's going to happen. And there's nothing you can do about it. But it's this fear of like something's going to happen. I never lead with something bad is going to happen. I feel like something bad is going to happen because then I'm not setting myself up to be my best self and arrive to my best highest self where I can have a conversation and learn something about someone and myself through the conversation because I'm going in with this preconceived notion that this is a bad person merely because they say they hate Black people. Mm. That doesn't serve me at all. I think it, it, you know, I think a lot of that frenzy and that desire of like hitting back or like shutting down or quieting, mm-hmm. it seems to be very tied up. And I've, I've definitely experienced, I've definitely done it. Yeah. When it's tied up into this, um, the parts of yourself that you feel the, okay, how do I say this? that the language that's happening leads into something else that ultimately affects your sense of humanity or your access to something. Mm -hmm. I think it's like this intense fear of, you know, you grow up with something, you see how the world is and you're like, Mm -hmm. I want it to be so different because I think the outcome will be better. Mm. And I think within that it's, it's a bunch of a bunch of our high school versions ultimately like trying to figure out how to assert ourselves in the world and exist in the world but also being afraid to be too complacent in the world and it within that it's we're all just trying to figure it out with no right and no leadership in that a lot of the times no I even leadership. think of of uh you know, I've had experience with even talking about fat stuff and, 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 and feeling like, oh, this, you know, this person's doing this or saying these things and it's going to, it's harmful or yeah, it is problematic. And, but then you're kind of left with this. Well, but what, what really do I do? And now years later, I'm really looking at it as, oh, I'm, we're fighting about something that actually neither of us even has the clearance to do anything about right now. Like what I'm fighting is bigger than, yes, maybe you grew up and this was how people talked around you. And yes, this is how you feel about yourself. And so you're just sharing what you know. And so if I do know you, or we do have a connection or or a friendship, whatever, and I feel like, okay, this is time to have a conversation again, knowing that you might not agree or come to terms with it. Ultimately, this is what we can agree on, right? The medical system is awful to us all. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like, instead of us focusing on you think this about me right. or One way what you or think I other. should have, right. let's break it down to, do you think that when you go into a hospital that you are getting the best treatment you possibly can be? Right. And, and if I'm, you don't feel yes. that, then that, yes. let's focus on that. Let's focus on what the, that yes. actual issue is. It affects us both that this, these systems could be better, right? Well, and if they're better for me, they're better for you. And that's the way to have a conversation because then you're, li- you're, setting up, um, you're setting up an area where now it's not you two against one another. You're looking at an actual problem and identifying the actual problem because everything else is just a distraction. I love a good distraction because then we're all fighting. Let's solve this together. We're all fighting one another. And I think the reason this is, I, this is a really good example that I can, and I can say, because I've, I've, I see, I watch, I watch and I'm, and I, and I, and I, everything is psychological for me. And so what I realized is that I just posted something today on my stories is that, you know, everything is based from a white lens. Everything Mm -hmm. this world is built up on is based from a white lens, white psychology, white economy. It's all, it's like whiteness, 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 whiteness. And so when we talk about white psychology, we're talking about that is the pinnacle. That is the highest form of like, and that's what we're taught where that is the highest form of understanding something. Right. But there's, there's worlds outside of whiteness. And so whiteness set it up so that whiteness was always on top and if whiteness is always on top whiteness doesn't really understand tr- the, the 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 true depth of how deep psychology can go mm-hmm. and how the harm and the, how people turn over turn over turn over to deal with it and i'll give you an example so when i see things when i hear and i can i'm, I'm only going to talk about you and i because it's you and I, and that's all I can really relate it to. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about movies, right? In movies or TV, I had a heightened awareness once we started, uh, our friendship started. I had, a, I started to have a heightened awareness about like um, um, how, how flippant uh, there were fat jokes and like things like that. I started to be aware of that more more conscious of that. And I found that very interesting because I never really noticed it before because it's a a society just tells us that's, you know, this is okay to do. Right. Yeah. 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 So I start, I, I, I see that and I'm like, okay, now if I was, if I was a fat person, would this affect me? No, as me in my mind, not as me in my body, in my mind, would Mm -hmm. this affect me? Well, no, because because of who I am. Then I associated that with my blackness. And I'm like, man, huh? If I carried myself in a way where I couldn't watch or got offended every time I saw something that, or, or heard someone say something about fat people in the way they do black people in movies and in the real world, I would never leave my house. Mm. So then what, what it breaks down to, what it boils down to is how much power are you really giving it? Because I'm able to enjoy things entertainment wise, where there, there is no respect for black bodies and not feel I've been so desensitized by that. And that's my psychology. 
But the white psychology leaves room for you to be much more sensitive and for it to matter. It matters. Like this mm. is wrong. It makes me feel a kind of way. But see, when I, as a black little girl, am watching these things and I can say, this makes me feel bad. It doesn't matter. Nobody actually really cares. Mm. So that's my psychology. And so that means my side, I can handle things in a way that you can't handle things. Mm. Right. But our, the psychology that we're taught is that if white people are upset and they're sad about something or they're mad about something and they can't deal with it, then it's, we need to be gentle with it and we need to go easy on it. And, 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 and that's, that's the, that's the, the world that we live in. And so that's when it, why I can speak to a racist or watch a film where there's, you know, talking about black people casually and making light of it and stuff about how we dance or how we talk or the black man coming to meet the white family. And there's just a lightness in the joke. And I can watch the movie and everybody in the movie theaters, everybody's laughing at it. And I'm laughing at it. It's because I'm so desensitized to it that I'm able to adjust and actually live my life regardless. I feel sorry for people who can't do that because that means that you don't have, you haven't built up resilience. So if someone tells a fat joke in a movie, all of a sudden you're like, this is problematic. And I'm like, (laughs) man. If I, I wouldn't do anything if, if I felt like every single thing, because there are plenty of things on a regular basis that I see that is anti-Blackness and I've had to adjust. So when I see people doing that, I'm like, why can't you just accept that, that that's the way the world is? Why do you need the world to change? because you need to love yourself more. I've had to love myself more. And so that's how I, that's how I view it. And I feel bad. I understand. I really understand. I can't tell you how much I understand, but for me in my world, I'm like, this does not serve me. It doesn't serve you to be putting yourself down and feeling like shit. Every time somebody tells a fucking fat joke in a movie. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It doesn't serve you. No, I agree. I definitely agree. It doesn't serve you. And so if you can't look at that and just understand like, this is just the way the world is. This is the way society is. You're always going to be looking from a lens of this is problematic and this person needs to be canceled. Mm. And I just, I can't view the world like that. I, I I would, I was never allowed that. I think, I think that that's definitely like a stage of it that I've, I've, I've been in, um, of, you know, you, I, I remember movies that I've gone to see with family where like the whole butt of the joke was a fat person or a person in yeah. a fat suit and like yeah. how I did feel as a kid and like, and, and, yeah. and getting old enough to be like, you know, I don't, I don't really like this, but yeah. there is a, there's definitely a difference between, okay, I don't really, I don't really like that every fat person in a movie uh, is always this character. It's never, it's always this joke. Right. Um, but I'm lucky enough to be a creative person in a field where I can make stuff. Right. Exactly. So I can, I can make the music, I can make the film, I can, whatever it is that I, I'm, I'm lucky to be in that position. And, and so that's where I'm looking at it more now, yeah. like instead of me teeter. trying to fight going back and forth right. with what's exactly. already happened, exactly. I can, yes, I could go, you know, maybe I started a show and I'm like, this isn't funny enough or interesting enough for me to really push through some of these jokes. Yes. So I'm going to leave it. Same, same. For sure. Cause there's been some shows where I'm like, 
this isn't funny this is not funny. It's, exactly it's not even good like like it's like yes I'm like, make a fat joke but make me laugh like that would right. I would just love that <laughs> right because sometimes like um like for instance like it's like God, do I want to watch this really bad slave movie? I really mm. don't. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can make a decision without being like, this movie is problematic, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's entertainment. And unfortunately, we live on soil that is literally like, it's like steeped in like the blood of like indigenous and black people. So I, I get it. And yeah, we've, I, we've done I, worse and we right. are doing worse. <laughs> and this is, this is actually just the tip of the iceberg. This is, this is the afterthought. Right. Is, so we feel comfortable I, saying this because we're doing it. Right. Exactly. And so for me, I'm like, okay, well I get it. And I can get it sometimes and watch it and be like, Oh yeah, I can, this was actually really good. I really like this. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I do not want to watch this right now. <laughs> I just, I don't, but I, but I never feel bad about myself. Mm. And I think that that that's the the point that I'm trying to make is like, you have to move past that. You have to move past the things that people are saying on the surface, Mm. because sometimes it's beneficial for you to just listen to the message and get what you can from it. Because anytime, this is also how I feel about it too. I feel like anytime you start talking about health, right? Around Mm -hmm. people who don't feel good about themselves, they automatically believe that you're saying to them, you're unhealthy Mm -hmm. because of your size. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's so dangerous. I think it's so dangerous to be thinking that way for yourself because ultimately, it's hard it's hard to disconnect that I know but ultimately though Megan I deserve a healthy life and so do you mm. and so as two people who understand that the health system is fucked up we should be able to come together and talk about that without you feeling threatened without me feeling threatened mm-hmm. right if we're talking about health because let me tell you something they got us fucked up in the head they're telling us weight means health that is not what it means. It's mm-hmm. just a distraction from using medicinal shit. That's what it, that's what all all this really is. Because when I'm talking about health, I'm not talking about you know diet culture. Yeah, I'm not that we talk about health. Everybody gets into weight, and I think that is so dangerous. I think it's such a dangerous thing to do because now we're we're not talking about weight. What you're talking about is cosmic. And I mean, not cosmic, um, cosmetic, cosmetic. You're talking about cosmetics, Mm -hmm. cosmetically, someone can still have a heart attack and look like what you think is the pinnacle of health. Mm -hmm. And so what we need to be talking about is what we're putting in our bodies and how the wholeness or the distraction or the, 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 the degradation, a what's the word degradation, Uh, degradation of what it's doing to us. And that has nothing to do with how we look on the outside. Mm. But sometimes in order for people to get that message out, what they, the images they use is what society has shown them. And that's, what's unfortunate. That is what's the unfortunate thing, because I watch these, like, um, I watch these, like, um, and it's unfair. It's so unfair. It's so unfair to watch these, like, what do they call these mag, mag, 
I don't know what they're called. When people eat a lot of food or whatever. Oh, mukbangs. 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 I, I, yeah, I watch them and people are like, how do you stay so thin? And I'm thinking that's what your focus is. Yeah. It's it's distorted. That's the distortion. It's very, yeah, it's very distorted thinking. And it's it's unfair because I'm watching all these thin people eat all this food and I'm like, everybody's enjoying it. But if that was a fat person doing it, everybody would be like, and I'm like, you know listen, what? This- Tumblr Tanjas 2015 was out here saying, okay, listen, the thin girl's eating pizza on a bed in her underwear. It's cute and quirky. Or quirky. Yeah. But if I did it, all of my comments would be about how I was killing myself. But she's not killing herself? Like to me, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And f- personally, I think that whatever you want to eat, whatever you want to do with yourself, that's your business. But I, I believe that everybody has the right to live out their life the way that they want to live. And so mm-hmm. I don't judge anyone for living out their life the way they live their life. So when anybody asks me something about... <sighs> how I feel about this or how I feel about, I really don't have any thoughts on it. I really, really don't. I don't have any thoughts on it because I'm like, I can only speak for me. I can only speak for me. And I don't want to get caught up in what's right and what's wrong because as I understand it, everything that everybody's choosing to do and believing that there's a better side, that that to me is ugly. Hmm. And I don't feel like there's any healing in that. So I yeah. stay out of that. I stay out. I stay way out of that because that's a dangerous con- concept to believe that health is or race or whatever it is that we're talking about <clears throat> stems off of just this one thing. Yeah. That's dangerous because now we have people believing mm-hmm that if you just go this way, that then that's the right way and you're good. And everybody else is gross, wrong, nasty, mean, rude, not considering their health. They're, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's dangerous. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what? Be like Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? You just don't really know anyone's gone through. And so you, you might be looking at someone's life and body and thinking, oh, wow, they're really, that's really fucked up or that, they must be in a lot of pain and maybe they are, they might be, but they also might be coming out of something and that's, they're at their best point right now. And, you know, you're looking at it from a lens of. And also my thing is that, why do you care that much? Like what? (laughs) I just. Well, yeah. Those those are the things that like, I'm like, I don't. I think some of that is. Um, I think, and I mean, listen, our emails even back this up. People are very concerned with, um, the structures that are in place and like shaming themselves into doing things. So I I think sometimes when people on both sides, but I think when people that like, um, are very like health conscious pro losing weight and they have such an issue with fat people, um, that's their I, own shit. I think part of that mm-hmm. uh, is the the structure that you keep yourself in. To, and I, again, I'm someone that's lost a lot of weight too. Like the the mindset that you're in 
to keep yourself in it, it's hard to see someone else not doing that because it unravels, it can unravel what you're trying to keep yourself in. It, it, it makes them uncomfortable. I think, I think that's part of it is like, if you, if you're doing something that I don't understand and you seem happy with it or fine with it, but that's the exact opposite of what I know I should be thinking or feeling because of what, you know, the outcome that I'm looking for. I think people have that desire of, I need to shut that down without you know thinking how, about it too much, without you know it existing. To, and you know how to handle that? You know, when anytime when I was in, when I was started in the music business and I had anybody, family members, I'd be like, so what's your plan B? When I would get that question. <laughs> you go to an American Idol? <laughs> I, I, I would say, anytime somebody say, what's your plan B? I would say, why'd you ask me that question? And well, no, I just want to know, well, why, but why, why, why did you ask me that question? Why, why do you feel that, that, that is something that you need to know? And it was a, it's a question that stumps them, which I love asking questions that stumps people, because my thing is that I would never ask somebody that. So when someone asked me that, I'm like, why would you, why, why did you ask? And I'm curious, I, I really want to know, why yeah. did you ask me that? And I mean, it it gives you so much insight, right? It's like how, even if offhand they're saying it, how they view sort of how they've been, how they've been taught to kind of view an artistic job. And they probably, they probably went with their plan B because they didn't believe in their plan A. Exactly. So usually I remember one time with my cousin, she asked me that, this isn't a cousin I don't like, but she asked me that. And I said, why'd you ask me that? She was like, oh, I just want to know. And I said, say what you really mean. Say what you really mean. Mm. Ask me, how are you doing this and being happy with it? That that's what you really want to know, because this question is for you. It's not for me. Yeah. Cause I'm good. Cause I'm here doing it. So your, your curiosity is turning into, well, have you thought about this, honey? Yeah. It's my life. I've thought about everything. You came in trying to to shake it up, right? <laughs> make, right. Make me doubt what I'm doing, right? It's which it's means like, that it's, you doubt what you're doing or exactly, what you could do. Exactly. So when so when anytime I said this on my stories too, I said, you know, I you, one of the I always look at people weird when I say, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm doing this, this, and this, and then they say, are you sure? I just told. Listen. I just told you what I'm doing and you asked me if I'm sure. Like nobody thought about this more than me. No one asked you to come collaborate on this decision. You've come (laughs) in and you've been like, wait, before we send this, do you really, my my thought about this? (laughs) My thing is that like, I would never, if you said to me, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to move to Germany. All right, cool. Like, that sounds like a great idea if that's what you want. <laughs> I mean, clearly you've thought about it yeah. and you're coming to, you've come to a decision and now you're telling and you're sharing it with me. And if I came to you and you had that reaction and then I was unsettled by it, it's probably because I'm looking for someone else to Eggs. tell me what I should be doing. This is how you listen better. This is what I'm trying to tell people. If people would just shut the fuck up. <laughs> and stop internalizing everything that people are saying to them, you could actually get a lot of information on the person who's asking you the question or, or, or applying the pressure or whatever you think that they're doing to victimize you. You're not a victim. 
Okay. That's why I'm saying if you, if you, if you shut the fuck up and open your third eye, you really, really get some perspective and listen to what people are actually saying. Mm. You realize that they are just speaking from their own demons and their own fears. Yeah. Their, their own understanding, which uh, most of us that are in it are like, you know, when you're trying to get out of anything, you're trying to show people like this is you see what's going on. They're either going to see they're not right. But right. the right now, what they know is the system they've been raised in. And so they're speaking exactly as a the system they've been raised in. And so it's not even their own thoughts. Yeah, it's not even their own. Thoughts. So I think, yeah, I think there needs to be a shift. And I'll speak to myself. There needs to be a shift for me as well. Of yes looking at people as when you see them as like the mouthpiece of something, yes. but it's like, they don't even know, they really don't even know what they're saying. And they haven't no. been around anyone that's even really challenged it except to fight with them and debate. Exactly. Cause you know why? Cause everybody's walking around with something to prove. And I'm mm-hmm. like, let that shit go. Cause if you let that shit go, then you walk in your power. Mm-hmm. And when, when people come up to, that's why I'm saying no one can fool me. I cannot be played because I'm listening to the beyond. You don't even know what you're saying. You're the thoughts that you have, the words that are coming out of your mouth. Those aren't even your thoughts. You don't even know that those aren't your thoughts. I think even, you know, people get in trouble for sharing certain things or, or comparing things and using memes and anything like that. And it's like, I also look at some of that stuff and I'm like, I, I, not everyone has the understanding, like people are making the connections they're making symbolically with things to the point that they understand it, but they don't, they don't have that perspective beyond it. Right. So, you know, again, it's just more in, in this year and beyond it's me trying to realize like, okay, how you approach these situations is you come in fighting, you're all you're gonna get is a fight and then no one's walking away knowing anything. Right, and the, and the other thing too, is that you are way too, um, mm, what's the word? You're, you're, you're not common. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? Like you're not common in the mind so your approach, your, your approach to things is very intellectual. So sometimes like even before when we were, when we weren't where we are now, um, but before we got together, I would watch your videos sometimes in the way that I'm like, wow, she's really sharp, you know, very, very witty. But I was like, there's still, it's still not clicking that she's not a victim. Mm-hmm. And once she realizes she's not a victim, oh shit. Like y'all think she's like, what do they call you? The the the, the oh, double uh, the of poison, the, internet. the, the, the poison, the poison of like, YouTube you know and the biggest bully on this site. Right. If if that's what they truly believe, like once she realizes that she's not a victim, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be. <laughs> and and well, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I will tell you. Anytime <laughs> I make new friends or like I'm I'm. I, I enter someone's life or they actually, we meet up or whatever. Mm -hmm. A lot of times their friends or their spouse or their significant other do not like me because I inspire a change in the person (laughs) (laughs) because I don't like being around people who believe that they're a victim because I don't subscribe to that. 
I just don't subscribe to that. And so when you know that you're not a victim and you finally have that awakening, you start acting different. You start asking questions like, why'd you ask me that? <laughs> I changed my mind. Oh, instead of, instead, instead of me down. immediately putting myself in the position where you, uh, you're looking down on me and I'm trying to prove something to you, right. I'm, I'm equal footing with you and I'm, a, I'm looking at you I'm now. At, yeah, I'm asking you. Why you ask? And it's coming from a sincere place. It's not yeah. even coming from like this place of like, listen, I have nothing to prove to you because I am who I am. So mm. what, why are you, I, it's just, why are you asking me that? The thing about growing up in a body where, you know, the world looks at you a certain way or treats you a certain way. You're right. The, the thing that I've had to start unraveling is really the sense of, there's like a feeling of not betrayal. That's not the, the word that I want, but like being mm. left behind because you're in a situation where you don't even have safety, like in your family. Like right. there's not even, there's, there's no one else in your family that even looks like you that is speaking to you in any other way. Everyone is right. under, like we're on diets. Everyone's looking at you as like treating you almost as if you are the problem. Right. And that has been a lot to like yeah, start unraveling because it makes you feel not not safe even with the people that you, you should feel safe with or right, reflected right, in right. any kind of way. And so it is you're being backed in a corner. You yeah, you, you do. You feel backed into flight. a corner. You feel you're literally fighting against yeah. everyone and that yeah. nowhere is really safe. Yeah. And no one really gets it. And then I mean my experience is then I found the internet has been a place where I found other people that look like me. And then through seeing that and the exposure to that feeling more comfortable, mm -hmm. but it is like, now I'm at this point where the next level of that is stepping outside of the, I'm upset about it and I'm saying it, I'm mad about it and I'm saying it. And I'm finally mm -hmm. saying the things I couldn't say as a kid. It's like, yeah, that yeah. that's, that's played its part. And I'm glad I did that. Yeah. But the next to. level, the next level of that is, okay, well, how do I, how do I move in a way that actually starts doing the things that I want to do? Yeah. Because then what you I want to see your energy belongs to you and your energy should be, um, it should be vibrational, right? It should be a good vibration that you feel and that you're not, you know, when you have a cause every second of the fucking day, it's you're not giving exhausting. yourself, yeah, you're not giving yeah. yourself any space to be with yourself and love yourself and appreciate yourself. And so, like I said, I feel for people who have a cause because when you have a cause, you're riddled with anxiety and mm -hmm. you feel like there's a right way to do something and there's a wrong way. And then also you're like, well, people are watching me. I got to make sure I say the yeah, right you feel, thing. You feel responsible right. for, for other people that maybe aren't even at the place where they can say certain things. Right. And so you're right. like, okay, well now and, I'm leading the charge on this altogether. And, and, and God forbid you have a change of heart or you say all of a sudden like, I know there was a point where you were like working out and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you got a whole bunch of slack for that. It's just like, fuck, you can't do. But again, it's like even that it's like, I had to go through that so that then I could look back on that and be like, you know, I really didn't like the way I did that. Right. I, that actually, now I break it down as eating less than a thousand calories a day. And the mindset that I had to be in to do that, like what, what was right. going on there? It's like, I right. had to go through the experience of going to the extreme there and then bouncing back and saying, right. oh, okay, well. And, and so now you're in a space that if you ever decided to do anything remotely, whether it's changing your location or whatever, you're doing it from a place of like, I want to do this. 
Hmm. And I'm going to do this in a way that suits me. And I'm going to do this in a way that keeps me joyful and happy and in a good space. And if that changes my location, if that changes my hair, my body or whatever, so fucking be it. Because the thing is that you're allowed to change and Hmm. you're allowed to accept yourself as you are and when you change. And for me, I'm just like, as somebody who was online and, you know, being a part of that YouTube community, I saw how people were just like, like committed to like this one thing that like blew them up, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. Like got a lot of followers or whatever. And they just kept doing the same thing over and over again. And I'm just like, you you do realize like you have a whole life ahead of you. And mm-hmm. if you think that you're going to be able to keep this up, doing this over and over again, without going through the growth and cause you're going to change and you yeah. might change your mind about things. And that's okay too. That doesn't mean that you you're a sellout or that you, you know, and I, I saw it happen so many times where people were just like, even with me, just like people would even comment on my music and say things like, you know, I thought you were going to be, you know, you got signed to a label, you sold out. And I was like, honey, everyone just coming to drop off all their projections and all their fears and all that I couldn't do this. And how did you do this? How could you? And it's just like, who pissed in your cereal, honey? Like I'm, I I promise you, I, I promise you, I can't tell you how much I really don't give a shit. I'm not here to hear about what you think about what I'm doing. I don't, I don't listen. If I woke up tomorrow and my Instagram was shut down and I'd be fine. I'd be absolutely okay with that. I'm totally fine with that because, because I'm accepting of whatever it is and I'm not holding on to anything. And I feel really, I feel for people who not too much though, but I feel for people who hold on to things, even the people that they watch, um, they hold on. And the reason why people hold on is because they are not holding on to themselves Mm -hmm. and they need some sort of representation for them to be the beacon of light that they're unable to see within themselves. And I find that very, very unfortunate. Mm. I find it very unfortunate because it's a, pl- it's a place you can get caught mm-hmm. and we all and, do. And, and whether if you, you don't have someone to help or you don't have that thing that's going to pull you out or like make you look at it differently and get yourself out of it. It's you will stay there forever. You will. You'll stay there forever and it'll feel like absolute fucking shit the whole entire time. And you, and that whole time you're just playing a part. And so my question is, um, you're actually still ending up in a place that leaves you feeling like shit. Like you started this so mm-hmm. that you could empower yourself. Now, now you're are, you, are you feeling empowered? It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like now you're a slave to it because you're afraid to shift. If I want to talk about something, I'm talking about something. Everybody knows who my partner is. Everybody knows. Nobody has ever asked me anything about my relationship. Listen, I can't That's even, I can't even imagine. <laughs> That's a very smart thing to do. You know what I mean? And the thing is that that's because I set a precedent for myself. Mm. And like, this is how you're going to treat me. And if you don't treat me this way, you're going to find out what in whatever way I decide. You're going to yeah. find out. 
you might go to look up Michelle's chan- uh, content and it says it's not loading. <laughs> and it's not because she disappeared, babe. It's because you did. <laughs> you know, see you on the other side of the war, you know? <laughs> you know, you got it. Everybody should be kind of like, like treat your body like, like a castle with a wall around it, but not in the way of like an unhealed wall. You know what I'm saying? All right. Like a wall. That's Some of like... us are living in bouncy castles right now. <laughs> We're just trying to make sure the air stays in, you know? We got our three hours is up and they're charging. Right. <laughs> they're deflating that shit. <laughs> we are doing a stereo show February so 28th at what time? 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, so we're going to leave the link in the underbar. Uh, go check it out. Download Stereo and join us and hang out. You can be part of a future episode. Have fun, bitch. Do better, be better. We dare you.